Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo and co-host with editor Lucy Kippist of the Flying Solo podcast. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book and much more, all for just $99.00. Head to the join page. Now, on to the show. Now, my guest today, I haven't spoken to this man for a long time, Fred Chabester. He's an award-winning business leader, a serial entrepreneur, and co-founder of Finder.com, one of the world's leading comparison websites. Now, we're going to talk about scarcity versus abundance, but we'll get there in a minute. Fred, how are you? Really good. Robert, thanks for um, everyone for, for listening in. It's a great podcast you've got going on here. Well, that's good, Fred. Hey, look, it's been a long time since I've spoken to you. Now, you're just, just before we get into our scarcity versus abundance mindset, now you're abundantly busy with your business. How are things going with Finder.com and uh, what's what's the, uh, the state of the Finder.com universe at the moment? <laughs> you know, it's super busy. Um, we're We're really trying to... Uh, you know, I guess expand Finder around the world, mm-hmm. and you know, with that journey, there's a there's a lot of different things about turning a business from being focused on one geography to being a, a global uh, business, and 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 that's that's very challenging, and we can talk about that. Mm. Um, and we've got a whole lot of new competitors, um, which is really exciting, and we're always trying to compare new things, so yep. that's exciting as well. So we're working on all sorts of different um, things like that. It's 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 been um, uh, you know, I've got lots of stories to tell, so so happy to share. <laughs> okay. Well, look, we might not get to all of them today, but um, so Finder.com, for those that don't know, uh, basically it's a comparison business. Uh, mm-hmm. You now have offices in Sydney, New York, anywhere else? The, we have an office in, in London now. So oh, okay. uh, we, we, we're very, very, our London crew are great guys and girls. Um, we have an office in Poland and one in Manila as well there you go okay and what in a nutshell what is it that we can compare on your sites these days because i know initially i think it was finance plans and telephone plans but it's it's broadened what 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 can we compare on finder.com these days you know you can get there's sort of a thousand different categories of things you can compare now you know people can buy cookers uh they, they look at our cookers Comparison. I think someone came up to you the other day. He said, "I was trying to buy a barbecue, and I couldn't believe it. I landed on this Finder page, and you know, I actually I bought the barbecue you said, and it's really good. I can't believe it." And I was like, "Well, that's what we do." You know, <laughs> yeah. don't be surprised. Um, so we've expanded, you know, past the, the 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 core of where we started, and we're trying new things. And they don't all work, um, but you know, I think people want 
more comparison from us. They they tend mm. to like the finder, you know, it gets get straight to it, and 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 um, they're appreciating that. Yeah, fantastic. So this and how long's the business been running for now? Because you you did have a sort of marketing agency that you sold uh, when you were an incredibly young man. Um, how long now have you been running Finder for? It's it's ten years now. Gosh. Ten years. So um, I think you, we might have caught up when um, we were in our shared office in um, yeah in York Street. In York that? Street. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, I think we caught up at the beach when you were down at some family barbecue, but we won't go there. That's true as well. Yeah. That's true as well. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we better get on to the topic. Um, so we're talking about scarcity versus abundance. Now, this is, mm-hmm. I know, a kind of a hot topic for you and one that you feel very passionate about. So perhaps the place to start, Fred, is if I can just get you to just explain it a bit further. What what do we mean when we talk about scarcity versus abundance? What's can you kind of put it in real layman term, layman's terms for us? So, when when I a lot of people um, when they're building a business or you know they they get some money or they get some success, mm-hmm. there's a certain mindset I've noticed. And and it and it's very challenging, and it can be really quite crippling, and it comes up in people, and you'll you'll notice it in yourself. And I, I suffered from this for quite a while. Yeah. Is you think about your competitors more than you think about your business. Mm. In other words, you've built this business, you've built this beautiful thing, and you're serving your customers, and you're doing you know you're providing this value, and yet your mind is so worried about someone else taking what you have got or what you are doing Mm. so interesting you say that because i was speaking to somebody this week who was um pretty well fairly totally incapacitated by exactly that so you notice this a great deal do you in the work that you do and you've suffered from it yourself by the sounds of it it's it's a natural thing to to fall into because you know we grew up in a you know not in in a world where there are so many people living together. That's not how humans evolved, right? We evolved in tiny little tribes. And so being worried if someone's going to take your antelope or your hunting ground, that was a big deal back then. Mm. And now you've got people standing on your hunting ground. They're literally planting businesses on there. It's that close together. And it creates this anxiety and what I've noticed, and it manifests into a bigger sense, is that you think everyone, you know, you hoard money and you never spend it mm. when you should be investing in your business. You, you know, there's no point in that cash being in the bank. The best thing to do, and the reason why you're not spending is because you're thinking, well, someone else is going to take this anyway. You know, there's there's not enough to go around. There's no like there's only a certain number of customers. The market's only this big. You know, someone's going to take what we're going to do. Mm. Someone's going to you know, and, and you get this what I call and is a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Where you think there's a finite amount of um, resources or a finite amount of market or a finite number of customers and you're always fighting when in fact the actual reality is you're not. There is an untold amount of abundance in the universe. It is built that way. It is constantly growing. Mm. It is constantly expanding. That is scientific. That is the world in which we live in. And so to align to that, what's really hard is to instead of you know 
when you're sitting there and you're worried about putting something out in the market because you think someone's going to copy your idea or the best example, Robert, is literally, you know, when someone has an idea about a business and yep. they won't share it mm. unless you sign an NDA. Oh, crazy. Yep. I'm, you know, that's a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Classic scarcity mindset. Yep. Well, look, let, let's look, before, we're going to move on to, or I, I think, on to coming up with some kind of solutions to this and how we mm. can, you know, how we can counter it. It's interesting, right, you know, the beginning of this, uh, this podcast, where I was asking you to tell us about Finder, you talked about competitors, and I noticed that you said, there's lots of competitors in the marketplace. And that's really exciting. I think yeah. is what you said. So this clearly is you, your way of of absolutely countering this scarcity mindset. You embrace compet- competition by the sounds of it, and, and is that is that as kind of a uh, a learnt behaviour that you have? Definitely, it's something you know. I think that everyone is born with a certain level of you know. They talk about it like emotional intelligence or whatever it may be, and I think you can learn to become more intelligent with your emotions essentially you can understand yourself better and i've spent a lot of time what i call in the emotional gym and have come to terms with you know a lot of these mindsets and things and this is particularly one i've noticed that it 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 was unbelievably crippling for for myself because i was constantly in this world where i thought that everyone was attacking us. Hmm. Whereas actually what's happening is, is you just have a customer who's trying to solve a problem and if you are there trying to do your best and provide the best value to that customer, that's all they care about. The customer may shop around, sure, but most of the time they just want to get their problem solved. And hmm. if you are the one to do that, they'll stick with you and they'll say thank you. They'll appreciate that. And if you keep focused on providing the value to that customer, they will appreciate that and it will stick with you. And I think what I was in the mindset of, so just going back, is when I saw a lot of these competitors, I always thought they were moving in and they were taking note. And a lot of people do focus on us. Like, you know, this is where, you know, it's a fact. If I was to zoom sure. out and be objective about this, the finder now, I think a lot of people look at that business and they try to copy it, which I understand. Mm-hmm. And they do copy Yes, companies pretty much look the same as Finder these days. Yeah. And I understand that. That's actually probably one of the smartest things you can do. Um, but what it's going to mean is that you're always going to be following us. Mm. You're that's, always- the, that's such an important point, isn't it? And that that's clearly shows your, your confidence and your commitment to leading is, is, that, is having that thought. They're always going to follow you. That means they're always playing catch up with you. Mm. And, and, you know, you're going to have to anticipate and, and your tech stack is going to have to be continuously forked in all sorts of different directions because you don't know what we're going to do next. Mm-hmm. You're not sure what to build up to. Your engineers don't know which way to go. Whereas, you know, I think having this abundant mindset, which I changed to and went, look, and, and it's just, you know, it, it, when I see competitors, I say, well, great. That's a great sign that there's a market here mm. and maybe there are some customers as well that we can come and serve let's let's do our best let's focus on us and i think this is this mindset you know it's really tough to to, to switch into it it's really hard it's when you know we, we're, we're opening an office right now in canada right 
and that's a that's obviously quite a that's a long way away. It's a different place from America, and a different place in the UK. They're they're they're, they're very even though they speak English, they're not they're not the same. Right. They're definitely not different culture, different people, completely different. Mm. Um, and you know they put um, clam juice in their Bloody Marys. Anyway, right. that's a whole whole thing. <laughs> Okay. Which I love, by the way. Jolly I don't good. drink anymore, but that's a whole. Other thing. Right. Um, slight tangent. I apologise to everyone. Well, that's okay. Um, when you think about that, when I think about if there are competitors, what I'm actually worried about is: is there a market for us to serve? Hmm. Is there is there a place where there is abundance? There is growth. There is we're here to grow this comparison market altogether. That someone else is advertising, they're actually building the market share of the vertical we're in. The idea to go and compare is 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 an, actually a relatively still a new idea to do on the internet. Not everyone goes and compares. Hmm. In fact, you know, it's still something we're working on in terms of trying to grow, in terms of the awareness. And so, when there are other people there also helping to build the awareness of this, I'm like, awesome. Yeah, because they're doing the job for you. Exactly right. We're working yeah. on this together. There's an industry. And attracting people into the industry of comparison and also encouraging the idea of comparison means that there is more abundance and that there is more customers in the net, in the aggregate for us to serve. Yeah. Look, I think that's uh, such, such a good point and uh, good points that you make. And it's interesting when you were talking back a few minutes ago, you know, you're saying that really what customers want and you didn't say it in exactly these words but they want consistency they want reliability they want to know that the business i'm going to is going to give me what i want and you know i guess that's the thing that you know you've been running your business now for 10 years you're growing into new markets and anybody who increasingly is searching for comparison anywhere they're going to start seeing you come up and they're going to see your history they're going to see the reviews they're going to read about you and it's all reinforcing, isn't it? And as you say, these people that are nipping at your heels, um, there's no point letting you know worrying about it because what it's showing you is we're onto something. That in after ten years, there is a marketplace. There is you know, and the fact that people are copying you clearly is uh, is a sign of that. But to somebody listening, who's if you can wind the mm. clock, clock back, Fred, to you know, mm. kind of when you started. Mm. And when it was much more of a of an issue for you, when mm. you were kind of trying to get traction, and that would probably, you know, sum up a, a number of the people listening. How do you switch into um, the abundance mindset when you've not got much going on? You know, where do you start? Mm. Mm. You know, it's really interesting you say that. I think you, you actually. And you, you, you hit what it's baked into your question, Robert, and that is just start. Hmm. Most of the time, most great ideas get killed on the drawing board. They never actually get out of the warehouse or out of the laboratory. They literally all got this 95% really excited, gonna put it, gonna, gonna do something, and then they just have a, have a quiet death in the lab. Hmm. You know, this is what it comes down to. This is my thing. You are the best person for your business and the, probably the most important when you're starting out to go and make 
the company work. Your ideas are very, very important and you should back your own ideas just like you will back everyone else in your company after you, their ideas. Yep. So back your ideas just as hard and put it out there and just have a go. And all, all of the defeatist and you know anxiety and the uh, scarcity that you feel is actually manifesting you to stop in actually like doing something and putting it out there. Mm. Whereas actually, uh, you know, I don't know what the thing is that necessarily, um, you know, you know what's best you need to do in your business. You know, right now, if you had literally one thing right now, Robert, in your business that you could do only right, you had an hour a day. That's all you could do. Yep. What is this one thing you need to do right now to grow your business? Whatever that idea is, go and do that mm. and do it again the next day and yep. the next day and the next day. And, don't worry about what everyone else is doing because eventually what, 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 what I think happens is that once you build what I call, uh, you know, I think adaption and creativity, you know, when you're beginning is great, yep. but routine Robert is absolutely lethal. The routine of just Doing that one thing that grows your business every day continuously, just over and over and over again. Repeating, lethal, repeating, lethal in repeating. a good way, though, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, essentially lethal. And 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 I think what you what the what what the the mindset is is that once you get into that routine, once you get into that mindset of that routine and doing that thing, what you'll then be able to do is look back and go, oh, you know, we've been doing this really well. Now. There's probably some other things we could do. Hmm. Now there's probably, you know, let's look at the look at the market and say, you know, because you remember in the beginning, right, we focused on credit cards at least for the first five years. Yep. And it was it was a it was a very, very um uh you know, I guess repetitive thing to do. You know, we all wanted to go and compare more things, but it wasn't time. It wasn't the right time. Hmm. So what we what we did was we waited, we focused. And then once we realized, you know, oh, we might be able to do this in more places, we had to sit down, we had a reflection. Then we thought, hey, what's everyone else doing? We realized, oh, there's other people in the market. <laughs> you know, there are, and we were scared the whole, whole way through. But we said, well, why don't we have a try as well at doing some of these other things as well? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the business plan, and Robert's always been literally, well, let's have a go. Yeah. Tell me, Fred, uh, interesting, uh, you know, points that you're making. But when you were starting out in your business, and as you say, you're very much in the credit card space, and clearly a little way into that, or or even perhaps before you were getting into that, you, you foresaw that you were going to potentially do comparisons in other areas. Mm. But did you get to the point was like was credit did you kind of nail it with credit cards and then go okay let's replicate it somewhere else or was it kind of a struggle with credit cards and you thought well let's try something else as well which what was which way around was it it's a great question you know we 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 set out on the path with credit cards and then we you know we we started doing that 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 we changed and we tried to do you know multiple uh verticals at the same time and we immediately realized that it's a distraction. And it took a long, lot, of, lot of work to do this to go, okay, let's stop doing other things that we really enjoy. We really want to help people and make these decisions in other verticals. We want to stop doing that. 
And instead, what we want to do is we, we need to go back and we need to, you know, complete what we've started with credit cards. Okay, interesting. And I strongly talk about this all the time is mm. it's that focus. It's the ability to say no to all the other things and just do one thing really, really well for a long period of time. And then you can afterwards then look back and go, now what else can we do? Yeah, okay. That's it's so interesting to hear you say that, and I love to hear. You know, here you are as a, you know something of a of a of a leading entrepreneur in Australia, and you're saying do it for you know potentially a very long time. And what I find, and it still drives me bonkers, is is how many people just don't have the patience, don't stick with it. But let, going back to the topic. Um, you know, so you were trying to make this work. You were doing, as you said, you know, you were backing your own ideas. But what what do you say to somebody who's kind of backing their ideas? They they're listening and they're going, okay, yes, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to make this work. But then, when things just don't see, you know, don't seem to be working, there has to be no matter what we say to ourselves about abundance and scarcity. Sometimes mm. things don't work. Right. Yep, that's true. So what? I mean, maybe it's too much to kind of weave that into this discussion. But where do we go then with the scarcity and abundance kind of thinking? At what? How do you make that decision that no, no, this isn't abundance. This isn't. This just is a bad idea. You know. Yes. What How do you? How when? Do you, yeah, I think the 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 the. The, the, the challenge here is there's a great idea you've come up with. You've tried it. You've tested it. You've persisted through the problems. And what you've discovered is there's actually not a market. Yeah. There's not. There's no market in the actual uh, – for this product. This idea is actually a problem that only you and a few other people that you've known in, in rare situations actually have. Mm. Most people don't have this problem. That's that's essentially the, the realization you're yep, talking about. Yep. And it's very common, isn't it? A lot of businesses just don't have a market. Very hard. Mm. Very tough. And I you know, in some ways, um, you know, I, I think I had a really strong I, I just kept sticking it out and kept going with that idea, probably in my first business for probably a bit long, but there was still a good there is a, still a business and a service in it, but it's just Never, I think I should have, should have, should have moved on faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there are, there are moments like that. I, I think, but there are other times when you, you know, success is sort of 2% a little bit further than you or anyone else are prepared to go. Mm-hmm. And that happens as well, right? You just need a bit more persistence. Yep. But if you've done that, if you've really pushed it and it's just not working, just let it go. Mm. Stop and do something else. Because what actually I found happens then is that you've learned so many things mm. that you can turn around and apply immediately. Yeah. Look, I totally agree with that. And I guess in that scenario, you know, the the abundance um, perhaps comes in, in in that often a business that uh, has been sticking at it and pushing and trying the abundance is in the skill set, the commitment, um, and as you say, then often when you're 
uh, and I've experienced this myself and witness it, is often when you're in a space and that space isn't quite working, what you do notice on the edge is, well, actually, that's, that's where I should be. But you only notice when you're out on the pitch, don't you, when you're in the game. You're not going to, mm. if, if you're not backing your ideas and getting out there and playing, then you're, those opportunities aren't going to come up. I'd like to take us back, and I, I'm going to sort of draw us uh, gradually towards a bit of a close here, but a point that you made at the beginning, and I sort of agreed with you, and we both kind of jumped over it fairly quickly, and I'm thinking somebody might be listening, thinking, well, how, how can they justify that? We were talking about um, NDAs and how people will often increasingly you know kind of approach you and they've got an idea they want to talk about but they won't talk about it until you've signed a non-disclosure and um, uh. and people you know i've seen it in the forums at flying solo people kind of skirt around it and don't actually say this is the idea uh. and some people listening who've got an idea and they're coveting it they're holding it close and it's like the world changing idea what do you say to those people? Because I feel like you, that, you know what, if you don't get it talked about, nothing's going to happen. But what's your take on it? So I'm, I'm just going to be very direct about this, is that my contention is most of, you know, most ideas that have no execution should be recall, renamed dreams. Mm. Um, dreams are things you have on a regular basis, but you tend to, they tend to not, they tend to be fabrications that we have in our mind that never actually come to fruition in our real life. Yep. You can dream about certain things, but you know, there are, it's great to have dreams, but if you want to make an idea and take an idea and turn it into reality, that requires large amounts of execution. Mm. That's all that matters. So I met uh, a guy and he, he, he had a tour of um, Alipay. So Alipay is like, I don't know if you, you know, there's like WeChat Pay. or It's like Visa in China. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. And he had a tour of their development shop and he and, and the development, the, 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 there's eight core architects and they openly showed the code to him. They were like, fine, this is what the technologies we're using. This is all the things we're doing. And he's turned around and he said like i'm i'm, I'm unsure I, I feel a bit uncomfortable i feel like you're telling me everything that you're doing and how you're going to do it you know and this is a big chinese company right mm. this is this is a serious operation this is mm. not you know, necessarily what you'd expect right and he said oh no it's fine because we're going to rebuild this in three years time anyway <laughs> so that speed of constantly re-engineering the first idea, right, will require an execution. And what will happen is you'll take shortcuts along the path and hit a point where, you know, you know when everyone has that problem when you're working on a, on a, pro, on a product or a, a business and each time you want to add something, the, the development time gets longer and longer and longer. Mm. And you're like, but it's such a simple thing. Why can't we change that? It's like, well, you, we cut corners in the past mm. around this, this, and And now this. we're paying the price. And now we're paying the price. Mm. So technical debt idea. Yeah. Whereas what these guys are doing is they're paying down their debt every three years. Mm. And to catch up with the company, like moving that fast, that's your first problem. Mm. That you've got the idea, it doesn't even matter. It does not matter at all that you've got the idea. Not only that, 
it's not only about these guys don't even care about the idea is public everyone can see it what they're competing on is execution speed mm. and that's what you need to think about you need yep. to turn that idea thing around is like how fast can you turn your idea into reality mm. that's all that matters that is that is that I, i'm happy to share and i share my you know the ideas of finder they're actually all on the internet road you can log in right now and you can check out it it's all there <laughs> the problem is that we have uh, the third value of Finder, there's five values, is a value called go live. And, our val- and that, what that means is that we have a bias to putting things live on the internet. So we're all about execution. All right. So get we're it out all, there and let it live. Get it out there. Mm. Let it live. Mm. Let it breathe. It's on the internet. If it's not on the internet, Robert doesn't exist mm. at Finder. It doesn't even mean anything. Mm. Once um, it's out there. It's, you know, it's about continuously improving that. And that's what these guys are saying is the, the competitive advantage is not in the idea. It's in the execution. Yeah, that's, well, that's a great, great point and a, a great place to end, I think. So um, tell me with final question to you, with all the work that you're doing, uh, the business that you're growing, I know you're a man that um, because I followed you, you know, a number of years and I know that um, balance uh, between life and work, within life and work, is very important to you. Mm. How are you keeping that, uh, the abundance of balance in your life? How do you, just your final comments, how do you do that amongst all this work that you're doing? So, it's a great question. And I, I think it starts with what things are you prepared in your life to sacrifice. So I actually start this question the other way around. Right. I say, what things, it's, it's kind of a list. I say, okay, what things, what are the top five things right now in my life that if I stopped right now, just stop doing, would help me, number one, go faster towards my goals, and number two, live a, a better life and potentially obviously be, you know, balance is one part of that. You know, I, I have a theory on balance. I don't know if it should always be balanced. I think sometimes you're always in this constant state of flux. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. And then I take another list and I say, what are five things I should start doing right now that would help me improve and be a better person, you know, and be in peak condition and things like that. And that list is essentially how I attain the balance. So balance is one, one output of that. You know, you've got, um, goals, you've got things I want to achieve, my purpose, my values, uh, obviously, uh, you know, with my, my two little girls. Um, and I try and balance that as one, one equation, but obviously I'm trying to achieve things as well. Yeah. And I believe what, what, what I have a different mindset. I think I, I act in, when you talk about balance, my balance is a bit different to everyone else's. And everyone I think has a different balance. Right. But my balance is like like a lion and how it feeds. So most of the time a lion is sitting around and it's resting, mm. right? It's recovering. And then it goes into a an aggressive mode of feeding and it's hunting, hunting and hunting. And it'll do this for several weeks. And I go on these big spurts of focus and I literally work myself and to to exhaustion. Right. And then I'll go into a mode of resting and recovery. And then I'll come back and I'll do it again and okay. again and again. And that, that to me is balance. So, you know, balancing my personal life is, well, if, if it's unbalanced, I'll 
I'll, I'll, I've obviously done that on purpose because I was focused on something. But then I'll get tired and I'll go back and I'll refocus on that. And then it's a cycle, right, Robert? It's, right. To me, that's my balance. So you, my suggestion is to find your own Find your version. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned your, 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 list, your lists of five. You've mentioned that a few times in this, in this chat. So how often are you assessing? How often are you having a look at what you could do more of and what you should do less of? Is it just something that you carry in your head? Is it something you have in front of you? Is it on your phone? Is it Where does it live? Mm. So I definitely make you know ideas and notes in my phone. Yep. And then I try and create pauses, actively create pauses. So, you know... I'll, uh, you know, go to a restaurant and sit by myself and just not bring anything. Hmm. Don't take a phone. Don't take anything. Just, just, just sit and pause and listen to yourself. Or I don't listen to music when I run. Don't listen to a podcast or 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 or, a sh- or um, in the shower. Okay. I just pause. Just enjoy the the, the activity. So let, the, let your mind naturally, and then you'll you'll notice things and let it calm, and then go back after you you feel calm. Then assess what it is you're doing, and you'll have these. Your mind naturally goes into this mode of looking at the bigger picture. So your mm-hmm. right side of your brain looks in the bigger picture now, as opposed to the minutia which you're normally focused on, which is the left side, which you're deeply involved with. And you step out of that for a second, and it's okay to pause. It's okay to rest. It's okay not to work. Sometimes you need to not work. And in that moment, that is the time where I tend to reflect. And then I'll think about this and I'll say, well, you know, and then I make a request to myself. So always my, I always make a request. What is your request? What are you trying to do? What is it you want to ask yourself? What is it you want to do? And make that request to yourself. Say, you know, um, I want to grow my business today or I want to be you know, a little bit fitter or I want to spend some more time with my family. Okay. That's your, that's your high level goal. So make that request. Now make your list of five. What things are going to stop doing? What things are we going to start doing? And then don't make it like you have to religiously do it. These things will just, you just write them down and you'll, you'll notice yourself subconsciously Mm. in the moment when you're about to do something and you realize the action, you're, what you'll get is if it's not aligned to that five or that 10, a list of either, either side, you'll feel anxious. Yeah. So you start you know to that, pay attention to it because you've articulated it, written it down. Exactly right. And, and you know that anxious feeling? It's in your stomach. You're like, geez, I'm not supposed to do this or I, I should be doing that. Go and do that. Mm. Good man. Hey, look, probably going to stop it there. All good. But um, – yeah, I've got a lot of abundance from you today. So thank you. And I sincerely hope and believe our community have also. So look, thanks so much for spending your time with us. And uh, now if we want to find out more, obviously your business, we can go to finder.com. But if we want to find out about you and the work that you do, uh, which I'm sure people will, the place to go, I believe, is fredshebesta.com. So that's S-C-H-E-B-E-S-T-A.com. That's the one. Fred, thanks a lot, mate. Um, well, let's not leave it so long between now and the next time I chat with you. Would love to. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've made it this far, keep subscribed to this podcast because Robert does a great job. 
Thanks, Fred. And look, before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 